Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. I'm John, and this is Lily. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, <laughs> a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. Lily is a Zoom dog that's living with John. It's not an alter ego or a puppet, just so everybody's clear yeah. about that. Um, yeah, we're, we're a drinking game. That's what we are. We, uh... Anytime we, <laughs> okay. anytime we say anything, wow, this is going well. Anytime we say anything negative about a film or each other or Lily, you're going to hear this sound, <laughs> and that sound means that we have decided to take a drink, and we hope that you drink along with us at home. So, pull yourselves a glass and get ready to see if Tom Holland can do anything but Spider Man. Hey, why is he doing another franchise right after? It is very curious. We're talking about Uncharted. His team at CAA was like, fuck, no, we're not taking independent films anymore. This guy's a movie star. Yeah, he, he did a couple. Though. He did Cherry. He did some Netflix. And they were like, yeah, never again. They were like, <laughs> they were like, no, no, no. He, play, he played we're one. Paid, motherfucker. Was it Cherry that he was a, a vet and people were like, bro, yeah. you're still 12. You're not a vet. Get yeah. in, get in Uncharted. And Let's it's go. Not, Tom, you're a great. You're a great actor. It's not because of the work, dude. It's just because you are at a fucking A-list status. You where you, Whether you like it or not, dude, you are the new RDJ. Also, I'm pretty sure all of the Marvel contracts now are like, we are not going to let you make our Robert Downey Jr. money. We are not going <laughs> to let it happen. So I'm sure he, got, I mean, he's fine, but like, I'm sure the first Spider-Man or two, like he was not getting, uh, he was not getting the Iron Man money. Um, no, of course. Now he is. So this is Uncharted, people. This is based on the video game series that I think came out in 2014 um, by uh, the company that has a really fun name, uh, uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dogs. Naughty, dog. Naughty Dog's video Which game no series reflection the on the dog that John has in his house right now. Ironically oh, enough, <laughs> the movie Dog came in second place at the box office this week. But of course, Uncharted won with uh, $50 million, $44 million on the four-day weekend. God damn. No, wow. Yeah, but then a lot overseas. It has. It's already covered its $120 million budget worldwide. It's going to double, triple that. They're going to turn this into a franchise, just like the video games. Wow. Which is really funny because it's got a, like a 39 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an eight, a 90 critic uh, audience score. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, critics. Critics, mm. critics are never going to understand. That's, critics that is why we created this podcast, to be honest. When so. movies know they're kind of stupid, that makes, that's okay. Like, if you Except can't. Except <laughs> You disagree. Can't, you can't as a critic say, like, at least the movie, you can't as a critic say, this movie's kind of stupid. It's like, yeah, we know. The movie told us it was kind of stupid. Can we just have some <laughs> fucking fun, please? Because apparently the audience, the audience has a 90% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. What does yeah. the power of dog have, right? Oscars? So <laughs> we're talking about Uncharted. This just I came out. I don't know out. what you're saying right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff goes down early. <clears throat> Actually, while, while we're talking, while we're talking Oscars, I just want a, a brief interlude. Okay. Um, Oscars have introduced this fan favorite shit. Did they actually introduce oh, it? Oh yeah, I forgot. They did. Okay. They introduced it. You can vote for it now. Currently, the front runner by a huge margin is Cinderella, the Amazon musical that was came out recently. Oh no! That is. Oh no. Fucking weird and abysmal. No. Like, Are we going to start a campaign on this episode right now for our fan favorite? <laughs> See, they need to do what, what the NBA does. You can vote does. up to 20 times a day. Vote for anything but Cinderella, for God's sake. It's like, it, watch it first, by all means. Judge for yourself. Honestly, but like, just fucking vote for Cinderella. Because be the, the Oscars, 
I know. Ugh, the past two years, they, they just haven't been doing a good job. The Oscars. That's the I, th- I think they've. Re- to be honest, I think they've realized the error there's their ways because I can't imagine that this thing got to the front runner, and nobody's fucking with them. Mm. So it's it's I like mean, I'm it sure people. Like are, I'm sure people are going, "Hey, I want to see Cinderella." I remember, I'll never like, forget. Put up there. I'll never forget. Uh, I know this sounds whatever for our audience, most likely, but American Idol season three. They had this guy John Stevens, who was 16 from Long Island, and he. Um, your grandparents would like him, but he's not. He, he wasn't. He wasn't better than Jennifer Hudson and Howard Stern. And, yeah, like made yeah. people vote for this guy, and he beat Jennifer Hudson at a singing contest. Which is just. I know, um, yeah. So no offense to John Stevens if you're listening, but you're not. Uh, but like, why Cinderella is the weirdest choice. Like there has to be some kind of weird campaign for this. But the Oscars fucked up big time. How do you not have Tony Leung? How do you not have Jodie Comer in there? How, how did these movies that you know are? Yeah, it just it doesn't matter. They they, they stay, the fan favorite thing. It's like that seems like a grasp. Do the NBA thing and let the fans be a percentage of the vote, but don't let them have 100% of That's the vote. That's the thing. If they, if they, like, whatever gets the vote doesn't even get an Oscar. It just gets a mention on the show. Stupid. You know what else gets a mention yeah. on the show? Whatever studio's paying whatever the fuck. Like, Tom Holland and Zendaya, why aren't they hosting? They're probably going to present. And you know what? People are going to want to see Uncharted more than they're going to want to see these fucking movies that are nominated. And right. we liked a lot of them. So we're talking about Uncharted, people. This movie came out. Whoa. John's uh, John's garbage a, truck has just turned up. Fucking Dom <laughs> right. and the gang just drove by my house. F eighteen buzzing John's house. Top Gun is Top Gun is filming outside your house right now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, let's get into this here. So we're talking about Uncharted, this movie that just came out. I saw it in Dolby Digital, which I highly recommend if you are able to. This I is, went IMAX. This is directed. Oh, damn it! This is directed by Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer. Fleischer, who has directed 30 things, including Zombieland <laughs> and Venom and Gangster mm. Squad and a whole bunch of TV shows. Funnier Die presents. The guy's done comedy. He's done action. He knows his stuff. Ruben Fleischer. You also have writers Rafe Judkins, Art Markham, and Just- Matt Holloway, three writers for this. This is based on... At, the- at least one of those is probably from the like the story by from the game. Um, it says screenplay. Possibly. I don't see story. Okay. Oh, and then the, the screenplay story by was by, by Rafe Judkins. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't know the, the logistics behind that. Uh, mm. the stars, Tom, did we shout our people out? Do we shout our sponsors out? We didn't, we skipped it completely. John, you want to shout that out really quick before I uh, get back to this? <laughs> <laughs> we have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barozo. You can follow him at cbarozo.beer. That is C-B-A-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R.beer. Yeah, go quick. We haven't seen that beer in a while, so you can go really quick through this. The musical in this episode is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. You can follow him at soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein. Dasein, download all the music for free. We're back. So, Tom Holland. Actually, Jeff, we should, you should come over here and we'll take we'll take Carlos out for a beer. We'll take him out for a beer? Yeah. I want some Carlos Actually, we beer. should do that. That'd be great. Okay, hold on. Yeah. So, this movie directed by Robin Fleischer, is stars Tom Holland. You may have heard of Ruben. him from Spider-Man or Billy Elliot the Musical or one of the best lip syncs of all time. Tom Holland. Mark Wahlberg. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> it's just straight truth. He did Rihanna, man. It was great. Jim, um, Jimmy Fallon? No, 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 it was on. Oh. It was on this. The, it was on. There was All the, right, the I'll, I'll drink. I'll drink. I'll, no, I remember that. I'll drink for mistakenly buzzing Lipsing you. Yes, I thought it was, it was really I've wild. Seen that. It was really. It good. was amazing. It was really yes, great. Look it up. Look it up on YouTube. Tom Holland lip sync battle. It's fucking amazing. Sorry, Jeff. Sometimes you got to keep your skills fresh. You know what I mean? Like, and he was like, "I can dance. I don't want to lose it." So I'm going to do lip sync battle, and it was great. He did Umbrella by, the, and he had real rain. It was wild. 
Tom Holland yeah. and Mark Wahlberg played Nathan Drake and Victor Sullivan, respectively. Antonio Banderas, get in there, playing Santiago Moncado. You have Sofia Ali. You have Tati Gabriel. You have anybody else that our listeners would know? No, but some guy from Outer Banks, the TV show, which I saw. Dude, believe it Antonio not. Banderas is playing a lot of villains these days. Is he okay? Um, I believe he can <laughs> drive to work from home and sleep with, you know, wherever, wherever he wants at yeah, night. Good, good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty great. Just, Just checking. So Just good. Checking. If, you're not a, if you're not okay, man, leave a message ago. on our YouTube. Pain and Glory. Yeah, shout out Pain and Glory. There you go. Oh, he was Dave. so good. Yeah. Um, so Uncharted, this movie is, we're going to say spoiler free for a couple of minutes here, but um, the quick pitch here on, I'm reading the IMDb blurb for all of our uh, cinephiles online here. Street smart, Nathan Drake, that's Tom Street Holland, smart. That's so good. Street smart. is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter, Victor uh. Sully Sullivan, to recover a fortune amassed by Ferdinand Magellan and lost 500 years ago by the House of Moncado. <coughs> that is right. <laughs> this is Uncharted, the film. Jesus. <laughs> by the way, I know we're spoiler free here, but I don't know how the boats fit. I don't know how they, I don't know how they got in there. Just something to think about for the end of the episode. I was thinking about that. <laughs> Let's go ahead time. and just get our initial reaction. This is a 47 meta score. Dude, nobody picked apart the fucking Goonies. Don't pick this up part. Touche. <laughs> this has a 47 meta score, a 40 on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 90% audience score. It's doing very well, and they're definitely trying to franchise this. Who would like to go first with their initial takes? I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, do you want to take it, John? John do you want to take it? You just, just saw it. Home from this you movie. just saw it. I just saw it, and I I had a lot of fun. Who doesn't like a fucking puzzle piece treasure kind of movie? Like, come on, these are so much fun. I love these adventure movies, right? Um, Tom Holland is very charming. Mark Wahlberg doesn't usually play this this kind of uh, this. He's usually the one under some kind of stress or duress, and. Mm. Uh, you know, so it was fun kind of seeing him be kind of the uh, person you're not supposed to entirely trust, but he is kind of that teacher role a little bit. Uh, that was really fun. And I'm not a gamer. I, I'm not a gamer. So there were a few things that like special effects wise with the physics that you have to just they taught you very early on. The opening sequence is is ridiculous. And like from the very first, you know, two minutes of this movie, you kind of are like, OK, I have to be OK with the fact that things like that are going to happen in the stunts. And as soon as you put that that baseball cap on and you say yes, you're gonna yeah. have a great time. It's it's like you set that up at the beginning, Moonfall. They did the right thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get past it in a minute. <laughs> God, he's still not past it. Um, I uh, I thought it was um, appropriately cheesy, shamelessly adventurous, and um, about as as shallow as it needed to be for it to maintain like this exact bullseye of you they do not want you to take this too serious they were not trying to go too dramatic in the dramatic everybody looked like they were having fun on this yeah it was just like everyone guys i heard this recently which i thought was really really uh telling one of my teachers last semester was saying uh what's the difference between quest and adventure and we all went around the room just kind of be like oh what the fuck you know and eventually film school sounds really fun for 50 grand a year you know what? This is good though. This is good. I bet you couldn't answer this fucking question. Right. What's the difference? And I thought I thought this was a right. good answer. You know, of course it might not be the only one. But one thing, one point he made was that 
in a quest, your characters are different by the end of it. In an adventure, they're the same fucking person that they were in the beginning. And that's why they're so much fun and easy to watch. It takes a little bit more of you to watch Lord of the Rings. It takes more of you as an audience member to go in for the quest because you're going to have to go on a giant emotional journey. Not with this. You, you do not have to. <laughs> yeah. right? This is pure. This is pure. You go on the most minimal emotional journey possible for <laughs> I mean, this. Honestly, you just got to get ready to watch about fucking that. pirate ships flying in the sky on helicopter. I mean, there's so many fun, ridiculous things. Tom ridiculous. character. Dock the first fucking boat before he's like, anyway, sorry. No spoilers. Yeah, keep going. Tom Holland's character has just enough exposition. Honestly, I just, I imagine playing the video game. So I, I kind of was having fun just imagining how they would set these up with the little scenes in between a video this game. This diverts things. a lot, actually. All right. Well, it's story wise, yeah. I'm glad it is. But like, yeah. I felt like they did a good job of giving you just enough of this, like, kind of, we have to put it in here so you can come on this ride with us kind yeah. of exposition. There and was a little bit of game it, service there. Yeah, once you got it though, you're like, all right, let's go solve a puzzle. Let's let's follow clues. And that's all I fucking care about from a fucking treasure hunt movie. This is you know, I mean, I really enjoy these kinds of things. Yeah. So I will definitely watch the next one. I'll rewatch this one. Yeah. I had a good time. I will say this, guys. We did our Valentine's Day over the weekend because I couldn't do it last Monday or last weekend. I had tickets. We were going to see it in Dolby and we got fucked by our restaurant. We didn't make it in time. So I was only able to see it today in a regular format. And the whole time I was sitting there thinking, God damn it, this would have sounded awesome yeah. in a bigger format. <laughs> did, you have, it did. did you have to pay for the tickets yes, both times? Yes, it did. I did. I did. Well, one of them because I'm A-list. So not, not too bad with the money-wise, but I was very aware Valentine's that the Day. music, uh, the, the dialogue sounded okay coming out of the front two speakers. The music was just not very full. I only had four speakers around me and it just wasn't great. But how was it in the big format? Whose house did you see that at? So in the tiniest theater AMC had available. Oh, no. I, went to. I know it was a really, really small theater, but whatever. I still had fun. But was it amazing yeah. in the big? Well, formats? I mean, that's that's great that you still had fun at that level. Like, yeah. I saw this in IMAX and yeah. it was fucking amazing. Like <laughs> oh, the cute. sound was flying everywhere. They they used the IMAX formula like format to to good advantage. I mean, this was formatted for IMAX, not filmed in IMAX, obviously, because that, that's a thing okay. now. Um but I, this is like, I would make this like compare this National Treasure meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yes. Like oh, it's a mashup call, of those two. Just like, yeah, uh, a it, it is like a, a pinch. Of it the is like yeah, it's yeah, a pinch. It's More a, it's like good. a well-crafted heist film where literally everybody is out to double cross everyone else. Disney just like, has. You, can you imagine walking into the room and pitching that? Just dollar signs yeah. for eyes, like, like yeah. cartoons. They just start. <laughs> But it's like everyone's double-crossing everyone. Not only does it entertain, it may give you serious trust issues yeah. when you come out of this movie because, like, holy fuck, there's, like, the double-cross, the triple-cross. It's yeah. it's perfect. It's Ocean Eleven doesn't have this much double-crossing. You're either. right, yeah. Let's give it up where, it, where it's due. That was fun. They did that yeah. with the drama. That drama was, might not be the right word, but drama in, t- in terms of storytelling. They did yeah. a good job of making you have trouble trusting anyone. anyone. I still don't know if I trust <laughs> anyone, right? Except for Tom. Yeah. We, we trust Tom. I don't but, trust you guys right now. I don't, you know like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. Thank you. You shouldn't trust us. I had fun you with shouldn't. this movie too. It is dumb. It's a dumb movie. Like I, I have to be oh, serious. Oh, God, I like, tricked him up. But like, it, You're it's, it's really, really, it's really, really, really fun dumb. It really, really is. Like there are some things, and again, they set it up very early on. And not only did they set it up very early on, they did it in the simplest way possible. It almost makes you just ask every other filmmaker like, why do you? Why are you so obsessed with with openings and closings? And I'm sure, like in film school, like the whole thing, it's like 
opening you know you open casino royale with daniel craig and it sets up the whole movie and you know what you're right and this they just do the deadpool thing and they open it up with the set piece that's going to come back later but you at least know like this is what you're in for and this is what's coming up later like this is how we got here they go to the flashback with the fucking kid but the from, thing and the thing great. i do love though it was great when you get back to that there's more I like that. I like that a lot too. You get the other half of that scene and they, as well. They sped through it, and you saw a different. We'll forgive the fact saw, that he was never different... actually blacked out. We'll forgive that. Keep going. <laughs> oh yes, they they didn't black him out. <laughs> right. Yeah, the He didn't right. wake up and be like, "Oh my god, my who ring cares? is flying in the air." But who again, who cares? cares? Wait, I do. I do have one question though, and I'm 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 actually serious. I'm actually genuinely serious. I'm very curious about this question. Was Mark Wahlberg? Mm. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Fuck, guys. Didn't even get the question out. I didn't get the question out. <laughs> Don't be serious about I'm this. Genuinely no, I'm genuinely just, curious. I'm genuinely curious. We have, a, was, we have a whole bag of buzz with your name on it. <laughs> was Mark Wahlberg off book? <laughs> <laughs> no, you deserve that. <laughs> he wanted a matter of fact, Jeff. He wanted those lines to come out. No, I'm not even going to just like that. I'm not going to I feel I, like he had fun. I'm not going to I do too. I I'm not going to hate that I'm not take. hating. I'm not hating on him, but there were definitely some times where he was like, I'm just going to say this line with feeling. <laughs> you or, know what I mean? or or not too much feeling. Honestly, I felt no, that that I was mean, part I mean, of his He just like he didn't he didn't take it too seriously. And I think I think that it worked out for this movie. I think that I do yeah, think it worked out. But there were some times the thing, where they were having I mean, dialogue and he wasn't even trying to like play anything. I really did. He was just kind of like, I'm going to say this line because my character uh, is kind of full of shit anyway. So he'd probably just like, <laughs> I think the, the thing that I want to, I want to touch on like quickly is that like if Tom Holland kind of broke his typecasting because everyone was like, can Tom Holland do anything but Spider-Man? I made a joke earlier. And he can twist um, bottles around and, and be a bartender. But like he dropped his voice. Really impressive. He, he like, he acted slightly, like it was, it was an individual, individual character, except when he got excited. <laughs> can't help and himself. then like the Spider-Man, he just like Peter dancing. Parker voice came through. So apparently Spider-Man is always expired, like excited, which is a daring choice when you're wearing spandex. <laughs> Look, let's give I was Tom Holland. That. That deserves Come that. on, fuck you. Let's give Tom Holland a pass on all that because oh, it's great. Whenever you were discovered, yeah, it was great inside a franchise. Like, I know he had done some work before, but whenever you were like really exploded onto the scene inside a franchise, they're not casting you because of your range. They're casting you because you are fucking Peter Parker, right? So well, like the, this, he's, this he's going to kind of be avoiding that for the rest of his life because that's probably very close to who he I think, is. I, I think this went through like, two. This went through two directors and two stars. Before they got to Tom Holland, I think. Do you have any idea who the other people were? No, I can't remember who they were. But Hmm. I know they had a lot of cast changes leading up to this. That's surprising. I'm sure Jeff is looking it up as we speak. Um, But there 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 were previous casts. I should. Like previous casting for this. Interesting. Um, I'd be curious to find out who. hmm. Because look, I mean, yeah, yeah. we'll get to it later. Jeff, let's not forget, because I do want to bring up the the Mark thing. Because I did have a Mark Wahlberg. I did have a specific question for you guys about... The drama of one, what was what I thought was supposed to be a very intense moment in the film, kind of a midpoint where they, where our protagonist Tom Holland realizes something. Uh, it was not played that way by his scene partner, and, and, and we'll get there a little bit oh, later. No. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I just before we move we move on to like spoiler territory, though, I do want to shout out Sophia Ali, um, the, the who played Chloe in this. New Zealand or Australian? What, where is she from? Um, she's from California. Shut the fuck up. I had to look that up. Um, she, and the reason she was doing that accent is because in the video game, Claudia Black, who's an Australian, 
play was voice that character. Uh, so she learned to do an Australian accent. She drifted into Kiwi How once or twice. It? How was it? And yeah. Nine out of ten, man, she gets a fucking A. Really? Yeah. Good. Good for her. Wow, like, because I was like, is she is she a little bit British? Now she's doing Australian. That drifted a little Kiwi. But if if you look at like Claudia Black's work, she kind of does the same thing. She she successfully mimicked the original voice actor who played this character in the game. So I'm on board I with this. Like she can come back anytime. I want to give it up too yeah. because I think one thing that they did do pretty well, they they tiptoed to the edge for me. So I'm going to almost criticize it, but they did not. They they still I think succeeded. I don't think adventure films. I think my favorite adventure films. We we should only be learning about characters through how they deal with the adventure, how they deal with the obstacles in the adventure, whether that's mm. fighting or solving a problem or something like that. How resourceful they are, or lack of being resourceful, or if they have a secret like skill or something. There were maybe two or three moments where these characters were in a room talking to each other and learning about each other, and they almost lost me a little bit in some of those moments. But then we got we caught back up. And then like something would happen where the story would catch in and the adventure would take over. Uh, there's a moment, I'm not going to spoil anything huge, but there's a moment when her and Tom, I'm going to be as cryptic as I can, are alone and they're in a, uh, they're not on the adventure, but they're trying to figure out the next step. And they, there was a little bit of them kind of just talking to each other about his past and a little bit of her past. And I was like, ah. Please stop doing this. And then they stopped doing it and they, and yeah. they moved on with the puzzle. I was, but so like, I, I do think that they were very aware of that, um, which, which I appreciated because. It's like, I, we're going to give this character one and a half dimensions just, just to give you that. Honestly, no, and, I mean, yeah. that's kind of yeah. what you want though. You cannot only, I, I mean, do you guys disagree? I love looking at uh, characters in No, I think, I think that was spot on. Through the yeah. gaze of their action. Like what they with do these is kinds how of, with these kinds of movies, hundred percent. Like, this was a very yeah. well-paced film in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I, I, and I, also, I think it was fucking really stunts, man. Stunts. Yeah, let's talk about them, dude. What do you think about that fight? Our, my girlfriend made a comment when we were on our way back. She was like, stunts were so much fun. She was like, I was starting to notice and think about the fact how creatively they got rid of guns. Yeah. And it turned right, into right. fighting. And it made me and think also, like, that's, also that's like another even... key element of adventure films, right? You're trying not to. That's why the Indiana Jones moment where he does shoot the guy is so funny. Because it shouldn't be yeah. about guns. It's not an action film. It's an adventure which is, movie. Which is right. funny because that happened because Harrison Ford was sick as a dog. Right, yeah. That, That's the only great. reason that happened. <laughs> but I thought they did do a good job of that. A whole bunch of very creative ways to get them fighting with weird weapons and in weird scenarios where they're just mm -hmm. like dueling it mm. out with their hands but even, and But even earlier, and, like Tom Holland doing fucking parkour when they, the, the chase scene's cool. happening with, really cool, yeah. with him and Sophia Ali. Like that was yeah. that was amazing. He, he filmed and this, she, she held her own in that scene too. She was great. They filmed this right on the, yeah. the heels of um, No Way Home. So he filmed that and then went, went right to yeah, the Yeah, I mean, Tom Holland, Tom Holland um, has pretty much cemented that he can never not go to the gym again. Popeye's chicken is not for you, Tom. It's <laughs> never happening. Tom, um, give me a call. We're going to win your Oscar. I'm going to ugly you up, bro. So We're gonna get, it's gonna get before, we, <laughs> before we uh, uh, send everybody away, th there are a lot of what ifs with this because David O. Russell was linked to play this and got De Niro and Pesci interested in playing uh, his father and uncle. Tom Holland's father and uncle, who I don't even think appear in this. No. At all. Um, they wanted Seth Rogen and Evan uh, Goldberg to... Is it Evan Goldberg? Did I say that right? They wanted them to write a script, and they turned it down. Uh, 
Nathan Fillion was attached. Neil Berger was attached. Nathan Fillion was a fan favorite at one point. But yeah, that could have he would have been good in that, Mark's role. That, if it wasn't an origin story, it would have been perfect for Nathan Drake. Zachary Levi. Because he looks exactly like him. Zachary Levi wanted to do this and he probably was too old. Um, and then there, I mean, anybody, you name it, they consider. Because I think Wahlberg was attached and then dropped out to film something else. And then he got back in when scheduling changed. But, I mean, everybody, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, just like a sea of people were interested yeah this thing's been in development hell for quite some time yeah i think 2014 it's been well no that's when the game was pretty little, much right away yeah. i was a little surprised i guess surprised isn't the answer because he is such a gigantic movie star because of spider-man but i was a little curious from a casting perspective and it so it gives me some some clarity that you guys have, have just said that it, it probably would have been a little bit more powerful for me if he was if he seemed a little bit older, if he was closer to around 30, like a, a really a grown man. OK, he was still young enough to he has, you know, yeah. years of a franchise sequels ahead of him. Yeah, well, but the, he's at the beginning of his manhood as opposed to this. I mean, whether Tom likes it or not, it's not as he's a great actor, but he always reads early 20s to me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the thing is, it's it's going to be great to age through this with him because there will be more. Like they're not going to let this go. Like, yeah, well, PlayStation sure. Studios is going to throw and it's it money. At so, it. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe, maybe fuck me because the one thing that two did work because scenes. of this. Okay, well, one that I thought. Yeah, the, the, yeah go, there, yeah, go well, ahead. And there me were two. The thing that I really enjoyed about about the way they justified him being younger was that there was no lack of momentum for him. To, he, we didn't have to see the scene where he was like, "Oh, I don't care about that anymore. My brother's gone, and I gave that up." I'm I'm a grown yeah. adult now. I don't do that. We just got to ride right. We, again, we didn't have. We didn't mm. need any of that drama. We just went didn't, right into they didn't, him. They didn't even touch of any it. of that. Yeah. <laughs> there was the brother. Well, let's send, let's just send people away. So we like this movie. It was really fucking fun. Go see it in IMAX or Dolby it's Digital. Fucking fun immediately. Yeah. I, you know, the Batman. Do you think Mark and Matt fucking out? hated this movie? No, do you think they no, 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 no. They, guys, they was, I'm curious if you guys fucking hated it. It was too easy. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find, we'll find out, out soon, I'm sure. Go, if you're Probably listening tomorrow. to this, hopefully right when we release it, go watch this because you know the Batman is going to take over all these theaters. You know the Batman's like Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So go you, see yeah. It. you have like the, yeah. 10 days to go watch this movie. Okay. Especially yeah. if you want a big format because that thing's going to be fucking gone in just a it few days. It is fucking yeah. awesome in IMAX, I can tell you that. It was great in Dolby nice. Digital. It was really, Stupid really fun. good fun. I might go all see right. it again in one of those big ones just for fun. Get out. Get out. Okay, so. Get out <laughs> Um, we are in spoiler territory. It was it was fun. The movie was kind of dumb, but really really fun at the same time, and I really appreciated it that it was self aware. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I thought if I was you're looking for drama, you might, you're not going to like this. Like it, it yeah. is absolutely in it's, one of those. It's great to watch it like I'll a I'll video game because, for instance, the boat things at the end. I know we're getting ahead, but I'll just keep it a little vague in case our spoiler people are still cutting the grass, Dad. You didn't see this movie. We know you didn't see this movie. Just turn this off. Um, the boats in the air is ridiculous. It's stupid, but it's, it's stupid good fun. But then you know that Still, they, they, you know they these boats are worth billions of dollars, and they're just fucking tearing them to shreds. They're smashing them to shreds. I love the fact they actually had a pirate the boat ship fight, and then go find them. They're like, no, 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 no. We're in, we're in the end of this movie. We got to make sure these two yeah. fire. It's like, dock we're gonna have the one an actual... boat. You can retire forever with the one boat. You don't need to go we're get gonna, the second no, boat. No, we're going to have an actual pirate ship fight it's in midair. The only thing and that can happen is this. They still sold it better than the moon scraping Manhattan. I'm sorry. Correct, fuck. Correct. Just a hundred percent correct. I will throw out. I will throw out this critique, and this is just for me aesthetically. This was. I had to. I had to tighten the the size of my. All right. This is a video game baseball cap. So, like I was saying at the beginning, just because we've talked about this before, 
I I struggle sometimes with let's just CGI as much as we possibly can in terms of some effects that are just physically not filmable. And there were a lot of moments where like a human moved in a way that they just can't move. We did not establish superpowers. So you I have saw to one of, of those. I saw one I of those. Saw, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll back you up on those, that. Right? I saw, yeah. I, I saw one of those. But by the time we got to the flying ships, I was on board with the flying ships. Yeah, so there's because the flying we ships. Led me down the path. But, but there, so there were to... there were one or two moments where you're right. There were you do times have to go where for that. Like, so there, were a little, there was a little like bit that. of that. And I just I've never been somebody who feels like, oh, we got to take adventure films to the next level. This is getting boring. I love those movies. I, I just still I feel like they still work. So if you if you struggle with that aesthetically, you might also struggle with it a little bit. It is part of this new video game transformation world that is happening with these kinds of stories. And just I mean, get over it. You just got to get on also, board with it. To be honest, from that from a standpoint, they may have actually filmed that using the actor. And by the time they got it into editing, they realized it didn't work and had to digitally replace him. So, but by that point, the budget's running thin. Stuff, yeah. So they had to go do they had to go to like a cheaper effects house. That they may happen. There were also there were also some fun moments that if this is really nitpicky, if I was if I was Ruben's buddy and he was letting me see an early <laughs> screening where I knew yeah. they could still tweak a few things, I would maybe say to him, "I think you have a couple opportunities, more than a couple, dude." Where like something just gets solved like let me just give you an example from the very beginning where tom mm-hmm. holland is clearly several boxes back when he's climbing up into the airplane and then he just appears behind the guy and like there are so many moments like that in the movie where you're just like so we don't hard. see them solve the problem so it hard, just gets yeah. solved and i thought that there may be some fun moments with the score or something where they could kind of like celebrate the ridiculousness of that yeah. and they didn't do that it just kind of stayed uh, yeah. like this is the reality of this world. I would have wanted a little bit more tongue in cheek with that, but I still had a great time. I yeah. still had a great time. Yeah. I also love uh, one of the things I loved was like when they get to the point, cause he's, he's just wearing a shirt the whole way through this thing. And the look yeah, of t- the game character yeah. has the gun belts. I knew uh, it, he, dude. I knew it. Yeah. I didn't know that. But when, when he, he finally, that on, when he like, finally gets that on, you get you get like half a second of a moment. They almost fanfare it, and then they just move on. But it's like that was a little bit of like video game service. And then no, that, that's not what we're about here. Let's get into the fight. But that's it was fun. it was definitely a moment, and I, I like that. Uh, there was also a really good cameo that I loved uh, where they they came out of the beach. You're probably wondering what the fuck that who scene is, is that about. Guy? Yeah, who yeah, is it? Nathan, yeah, who is it? It's Nathan North. He's the voice and mocap actor who played that character in the video okay. games every for the last ten fucking years. Yeah. Okay. I had a very and strong they, feeling. They wanted. They, they wanted him. To, they, somebody, like everyone's but... like, everyone's like, get him to do the role, and he, he was like, "Are you kidding? I'm fucking 51. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, rich. I don't need yeah. to do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Those video games. I hope he. I hope he is. There's money in these. I mean, the guy who played. I was in Red Dead. The guy who played, there were two dudes who played the red, the main Red Dead character. Those guys mm. worked for like seven solid years on those characters. Like they got fucking paid by the no, end of that No, they get paid. The, those, cool. those are $100 million per, you know, like not not the actor, but the move, the video games can be, it's a billion dollar yep. industry. But no, yeah, oh, so yeah. like and each individual some. game is several hundred million dollars, if not a billion dollars. Yeah, so, to make it. Dude, if you're, the video game you're industry, agents, if you're on two or three, version two or three, you're, you're making money for sure. Yeah. The video game industry earns more than the film industry, uh, the NFL and the NBA combined. Isn't that crazy? God damn it, dude. That's, yeah. I mean, so yeah, hopefully he has a very nice really house. gotten into it. Okay. Let's they talk about it because I just nice want to bring it up. I just want to bring it up because Jeff, you said it. I remember being very aware in the mo- in the theater where 
You're waiting for this scene to take place where Tom Holland's older brother has has disappeared. We, we knew all the things and yeah. we know that Marky Mark is somehow fucking involved with that disappearance. We, we were waiting the whole half of the movie to get clarification. We get to the midpoint of this film and Mark uh, Tom finally realizes, oh, my God, Mark was totally involved and he hasn't told me the truth. And they have this scene where Tom is like trying to say, stop lying to me. Just be honest with me. What happened? I can't believe you brought me here when you knew that my brother, I was never going to see him again. You lied to me. And Mark is just, Mark plays it like, yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah. 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 yeah, Fucking lied to you. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, And and I thought it was still, I thought it was still intriguing that he was challenging Tom Holland's character to, to realize that like, that is the game. That's the game. I'm never going to be emotional about any of this. Yeah. I lied. And Guys, also, yeah, like, I think that was leading answer, up. By the way, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, I no, know. It was leading no, no, up I to his, was like, good in the script that he was like, yeah. do you have any information? Like, in the same yeah, sentence, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the same yeah. breath. Literally, he he's, like, a, <laughs> he's an obsessed sociopath almost. And so that, like, was a growing point for him to throw it's the like, gold away. Well, actually, yeah. but, but to that, um, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push. And sorry, also, maybe, maybe the cat helped him. I don't know. The cat that was, was my favorite. Mr. Whiskers. The, 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 the two fucking, the two cat gags in that movie are my favorite things in that whole movie. Okay, I want to buzz you. Dave's a cat lover. Where the fuck's that buzzer? No, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing you for that because mm. where's Diamond? The, the cat? Yeah, the cat thing was the best part, and then they, they didn't. They, they didn't go full cat. They they, they half ass the cat. They half ass the cat gag. What? They get the cat. They're like, oh, the cat's for you. We all knew that it was gonna be some dumb joke like that. It's cat's for him. And then we see the cat once, and then later he's like, oh, jo- the the person walking, the feeding the cat. Like, like I need more cat. You're gonna introduce a cat. Show me some. Oh, I cat. definitely don't. You, I did the, not need the more cat. The cat was the after I did not need dude, more cat. The after credit scene when he's late rescuing him because he couldn't get his cat through customs. He's like, You bought the fucking cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it because I was helping my friend find like, his phone that he I lost liked in the, the fucking app joke. Seat. I like the app that joke, joke better great. than the, the ending one. But yeah. there were a couple little I'm not trying to be nitpicky, but there were a couple little like Three add-ons cat at the moments. end. Like, Come on. like Tom Hollins like is chugging wine for no reason, and then they're like, What are you on spring break? And then the scene ends. It was like you know, they 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 kind of fleshed together. It was it wasn't a fantastic movie, but it was a really fucking fun. By the way, movie. that That's scene was one of the lulls for me, where I was like, "Uh oh, three people th- are talking to each other about their yeah. past." I kind of want to get out of here as soon as possible. Yeah, right. I, I think that was meant to be like that. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, "Chug some red I wine, mean, yeah, let's move on." They, they can't. Yeah. They can't. Ho- they can't hold you here all the time. Otherwise, you get emotionally right. tired. Yeah. We they need have to bring you down a, to bring you, know you back up. You know what it made me up. think of too, just fun. so people, anyone who has fun thinking about the difference between genres, we are a film podcast. I'm going to nerd out for a second. I think one of my favorites, just to give you, just to give you a total comparison between like a drama and a an adventure film, I think one of the best scenes in Munich is when they're in their lull moment in their safe house, and Eric mm. Bana has that character with the man from the Palestinian, and they end up. It's this amazing thing that is in the context of this kind of boring sequence where they're just holed up at a safe house overnight, and it's a really dramatic moment where you learn a lot about characters. Doesn't work in these kind of adventure movies. You're like, oh, come on, start bantering with each other again about how you're going to solve your next problem. That's going to tell me everything I need to know. So when Marky Mark finally fucking went to sleep and they were kind of like say, talking to each other. Did you say Eric what? Bana? Yeah, yeah in Munich. Munich. Oh, in Munich. Oh, I'm so remember, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You remember okay. that great scene yeah, yeah, in the yeah, stairwell? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I was yeah. just saying, you know, in these kinds of adventure movies, you really. I mean, it's not a bad scene in Munich, to be honest. That's a good. Movie. I like that movie yeah, a lot too. But so I just, good. it just kind of made me. I just couldn't help but start to like think about like why was this working now and why didn't they work there? And this scene and the scene when they're in the hotel together and the the amazing 
Philippines yeah. bungalow where they're staying. Yeah. They always have money in these movies, which is always fine with me. I don't Honestly, care. Those, those, those Philippine bungalows, those, those bungalows are not expensive. <laughs> uh, there was a moment in there where they were talking to each other. I was like, uh-oh. And then they immediately started looking at the postcards. And I was like, thank God. All right, we're, we're back on track. Yeah, yeah. Back to gonna, the puzzle solving. Say, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was effective. The deception at the end of that scene where he left her the wrong coordinates was fun. Yeah. Can, yeah. Dave, you hit that the nail on the head, dude. The most interesting thing dramaturgically they did was every opportunity they had to make us not trust anyone except for Tom. Yeah. They took advantage of, which was fun because I still don't know if we're supposed to even trust Mark at the end of this. And I think mm. she's going to come back and they're going to keep working together. Oh, she's they're definitely going to trust each yeah. other. Yeah, she'll definitely be back really, to the sequel. That was really enjoyable. I mean, in the video game, she wasn't introduced until, I think, uh, Uncharted 2. So Here we go. Ready? I'm going to go big picture with it. Uncharted's thematic deconstruction of our issues with trust in the American politic was, was really spot on. They're, they're, they're proving to us that we can work together <laughs> to solve problems. Okay. Gus. <laughs> you got casted you got him at the same time. You got Gus first time ever this podcast. This is a highbrow movie. Skate, you know, trying to hide itself. Sheep's clothing is a dumb adventure movie, but you know what? No, I'm kidding. I had a really fun time. Yeah, I mean, I you should that talk to really your therapist about transference. <laughs> I agree what did you guys that. think of um uh what's her name? The villain. She's great. Uh, she was really ta- Tati. Tati Gabrielle. She was great. Yeah, she was great. What do you think like, about and- her character? Do you feel like they do you feel like they gave us enough to believe that that character could have transcended being hired by Antonio and and having the past with Sully? I, for that, this kind of movie, like, yes. For no, a Bond I feel movie, like, no, but for this kind of movie, yes. I feel like she didn't transcend that until she realized he'd hired someone else. And it was okay. then it became then it became like a scorned sort of thing. It was like, but she had a team. You don't trust me. She had a team. So. She could beat customs. Yeah. Like clearly what, what I dude, loved is you can organize, you can organize a team in 24 hours. They didn't get that plane for two scenes. So I know that happens in all these movies where there's all these people that like work for people who just like can die and they're like giving their life or money essentially to, to work for the bond villain or whatever. But like it was good. It was, it was reassuring that Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland were pretty well aware that they were not smuggling $6 billion worth of golden ships out of that fucking island. And they were like, even Mark Wahlberg is like, you know what? They belong to the Philippines now. Here's a block of gold. Great. Like, even though that was a little anticlimactic, at least they were aware of that. And I think that was probably the right approach. And it makes you think, you know, let's all celebrate the little things. You know what I mean? Even though the fact that five fucking things. billion dollars worth of gold and two iconic legendary ships are now at the bottom of the ocean because of you fuck ups and because of that weird ass like battle <laughs> that you had. Did this movie make you guys want to chew bubble gum? Yeah, what was up with all the bubble gum? <laughs> no. Is that a thing in the video game, Dave? Is that a, is I that a thing? I no, I don't think so. He's I, not always, I, I thought maybe? he was always smacking know. on gum or something um, in the video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know when they like Mortal Kombat, when they go like this? I thought maybe he was, whenever he sits still, he's just like putting gum in his mouth <laughs> and like shit. chomping on chewing gum or something. How did they get I the mean, boats sure in, the, in, in the cave where they had to literally blast down? See, that's actually lo- not, I don't think that's that unbelievable because I think that they they have, I feel like there are actually like examples of that in okay. pirate Fair lore enough. where they, they blast yeah. the clothes they, of the cave. They dynamite yeah. the cave clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I got yeah. you. Cool. I was just curious. Up. Just curious. But I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Or they built a paper mache mountain around the ships. I like the way they um paper mache. Cool. I like the way they um they left the, the the roof open, so to speak, but they had trees covering it so that you wouldn't see it from the from the shop. But like it, it looked really great. 
And we'll Those forget trees the fact probably that weren't that covering it when they left it there. The opening um, to that cave from the ocean, for climate change. Yeah, climate change. There's no way someone had not gone in there to explore that cave <laughs> in 500 uh, fucking years. No, there's no, no fucking dude, way. Was seriously, close to a resort. I'm not even kidding. It was pretty close my to a home, resort. My hometown, my hometown in Australia, has ravines in the mountains that nobody's seen the bottom of. Fair enough. So those exist. Really? You don't have any Floyd yeah. Collins motherfuckers that are trying to get down? No. Collins motherfuckers. Well, we wouldn't know because that motherfucker didn't come back. So, oh, you know. Oh, Floyd. Hey, he's, he's, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave, he's still there. Yeah. He's still there. Oh, he is still there. His he's bones. still hanging out. <laughs> oh, his bones are probably still there. Yeah. Floyd, you know what? You'll see him. You'll pour see him in Morbius. Floyd Collins, you guys. Yeah. Let's pour one out. Not on Dave's laptop because that almost fucked up our show before. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Fun. Uh, I also, of course, and of course, this is another ingredient of adventure movies. But man, it would have been fun to film all over the fucking world. What a, what a joy they must have had. They yeah. must have going actually to all filmed these in Barcelona and places. And stuff, right? The Barcelona, now th- that coverage in Barcelona was really, really gorgeous. And I think the thing that I found so refreshing about about this movie that even though, yeah, I still it is kind of dumb, you know, and you just kind of have the fun. cross thing was a little ridiculous. Nope. Nobody right? thought it was dumb when they were acting. Everybody was no, they were dating great. Had yeah. both feet on the ground. And they were, I mean, they that were trying. They were working. That's what sounds it, it is a little weird that they like went underground and they found this magical church thing, and then it just led them to a nightclub that had a giant grate that very easily somebody who was cleaning that grate could have noticed that I it led it to dude, do. So there were like things like that. Those European cities, dude. Those European cities, they fucking yeah. look like that, dude. Like there's shit, like it's all. I and also, if you're historical. a bartender, you're cleaning the glasses. You just want to fucking go home. You're not paying attention to the decor. I'll just argue that. I'll argue <laughs> that this is. You said like I'm gonna rewatch this movie. I think this is a good just watch it one time and move on kind of movie. You know what I mean? Oh really? Yeah, because then those I, I don't know those little things might start. You know, why is he chugging wine for no reason? You know, like the little things start. You might start. Uh, you know. <laughs> hey Dave, watch this, Jeff. Oh Jeff, fuck you! You're never gonna watch this again. One and done. Really? You don't? You don't like? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm trying to take it. There's so much to watch. Uh, Jeff, I thought you were more. I, I know what you mean. This is not a puzzle movie in the same sense, but don't. I thought you and I both really enjoyed the National Treasure movies and. I know National Treasure is a little crazy with like there's just a lot of speaking and a lot of explaining. I think it covered its ground a little better than this movie, but I still had fun in this movie. I just think this movie was made for younger kids than the National Treasure movie was made for. How about the uh, Da Vinci Codes? More puzzle than adventure. I like the you, first. You're more of a puzzle movie. I like the first Da Vinci Code, but there's it, only one good movie. I like. <laughs> I like the first Da Vinci Code generally. I just I really don't like the way it ends. You know, and that's exactly what's in the book where he goes to Paris and then he kneels down and it's like, ugh, really all this for that. Um, but like it's the Hans Zimmer's Cavalier no, de Sangreal plays over that sequence and it's so good. It was <laughs> it was I, I do like the puzzle movies like that. But National Treasure is really great. And this is this is good too, but this is just fun in a different way. This is fun like I'm watching a You know what? Game. This made me think let's play a little fu- a fun little uh minute game here. When was the last time they made a real like shameless adventure movie like this? Uh, I know I Jungle Cruise Treasure came out the earlier last this time. week. Yeah. And Jungle we Cruise. Really, yeah. I saw the trailer too many times. I didn't see it. Yeah, we didn't see that. But like, I was trying oh, to no, think I of saw the it. last. Oh, yeah, you did. I saw it. It was kind of fun. Oh, Remember, I saw yeah. it through. I saw part of it through the the airplane seats. Remember, I was yeah, watching that's right. Bit. You mentioned that. <laughs> it was, was kind of fun. I was trying to think like the last time they made like a a true adventure movie. That those are a little bit more puzzle movies. I think I think I agree with you on that. And I was I was having trouble thinking of, you know, exploration. 
buried treasure. Mm. I was having trouble thinking about that kind of stuff since Indiana Jones. I don't know. And I mean, they even threw in an Indiana Jones reference. So they did throw. Like they were very, quite self aware at that yeah. point. Which which was the reference? Uh, he he asked, Roberts, "When did you become Indiana yeah. Jones?" When did you? Yeah. Oh, literally, when he said, yeah. "When did you become Indiana yeah. Jones?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> it was when they I, shouted I thought it was the words like, Indiana Jones. I thought there was another the one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I caught that reference. It's a liberal use of the word reference when they actually say the word Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's right. like I probably missed it because it was so fucking subtle. I don't know. So Jeff's yeah. never going to watch this movie again because he has a heart of pure ice. I like the movie. Get yeah. the fuck out of here! I like the movie. He's, he's never going to see it again. He says he has. He said he had fun in the theater. I did. Mm. How's that legal pad? Was it full of? I didn't, I didn't take a single <laughs> note because I was with a friend and that would be weird if I was just writing, that I was was, writing that would in be my weird. garage. Jeff, it's always weird. Friends or no friends, if you're in there turning pages on the yellow legal pad in the middle of the yeah. movie, always weird, bro. Yeah. They're like, does he work for the New York Times? Do we spit on yeah, him? Yeah, I work for the New York Times. That's why I'm going yeah. after the movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think well, I think we had a good time. I think everyone knows yeah, they should go see. I had it. a great time. I, I like I had stupid good fun. I would recommend this to anyone. I think everybody just sit back and enjoy the ride. It. We haven't seen a ride like this in quite some time. That's what she said. Let's go, people. Go see this movie and chart it. <laughs> We're gonna finish up our episode like we always do with a quick round of what you've been watching. People, let's do it. Dave, any recommendations for the folks of anything you've been watching? I have a documentary. What? Yeah. I watched the Never Give Up, Never Surrender Galaxy Quest documentary. Oh, and? <laughs> oh my God. If you want warm fuzzies, this is the documentary to watch. I want warm like, fuzzies. They made a documentary about Galaxy Quest? They made it for the 20th anniversary, yeah. It was crowdfunded and they it's now on Amazon and it's it's amazing. It has like Will Wheaton and all the cast and um, Brent Spiner from Star Trek is on there as well. Will Wheaton's also from Star Trek, but you know, yes, you get yeah. it. Um, but yeah, um, it's great. It's very heartfelt. It appreciates the fandom. It goes through. I learned a couple of things I didn't know about this movie when it was being made. So yeah. No shit. Good watch. There you go. You heard it here first, people. I, I watched the Olympics. Am I the only American who did can you, say did that? Did you watch the Did you watch the figure skating on Thursday with the, the the children crying with teddy bears and shit? It was it was high drama. No, I missed it. Oh, it was the best Damn part it. of the Olympics, and I only watched it, so that's how I know. <laughs> Jesus, I watched a good amount of it, though. I would say I tuned in for probably a collective six or seven hours over the past week or so. Uh, just in the evenings, I was trying to catch as, as many highlights as I could. It's kind of hard when they're across the world. You know, you're just getting this limited coverage, mm. but I still love the Olympics. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm pro pro the country that's hosting it, but I still, man, I enjoy the camaraderie of watching countries compete. Yeah, watch your, watch yourself. Watch if, you make a mo- if you make a, a, a movie someday, you want it to be able to be released there, unlike Brad Pitt. So uh, you got to watch yourself. <laughs> yeah, they'll go back so. through your back yeah. catalog, dude. I guess so. I don't know. I might pull a seven years into bed and just never whoa, be allowed whoa, to have a movie yeah, come out there. Just, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, just for the sake of him ever being able to stop buzzing me, yeah, man. People dude. at home don't know that. Work- <laughs> the YouTube viewers do. All right, what have I been watching? Could you- there goes our Chinese market. Good job, John. Yeah. Um, I will say that the Russian figure skater who fell and then the person who came in second who wanted to win, screaming, I hate this sport. And then the girl who won was crying with a teddy bear because nobody wanted to say congratulations to her. It was high drama. I, I highly recommend. And while, meanwhile, 
She, Meanwhile, the announcers are sitting there going, she should have never competed. They should have shielded her from this as a stain on the sport. So it was essentially you're watching drama. poor, overstressed teenagers losing their shit. Yeah. That's right. It's like reality TV. Coach, she should not have been able to compete. The Russian, that, yeah, yeah, the Russian coach is a is a nightmare. And I, I can't believe she's allowed to to do what she does. One it's of the, the most not shocking sentences. One of the most not shocking it's sentences that's ever it's been the, spoken. It's the coach. The Russian yeah, no. coach is a nightmare. Um, no, I, I I read that and I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. We're really getting yeah. a lot of good content for Russian American espionage movies uh, right now. So yeah, good stuff. Okay, so I watched. Yeah, <laughs> I finally started Euphoria from season one, and I really liked it. But I'll, I'll tune back oh, when I get to season two. I'm, it's it's on my relevant, list. But it's I. It's great. And then I still haven't finished season one, but it is really good. The Tinder Swindler. I was like putting yes. it off because it was like the title's ridiculous. What is it about? And it sometimes you just need one of those docu mysteries. What is that? It's the, the Tiger swindler. King of 2022. <laughs> the Tinder Swindler. On, a guy on Tinder was meeting girls, and it turns out he was probably conning them, and he was a total he fraud, was robbing the and shit out of I them. Mean, basically, we're yeah. talking robbing people for hundreds of thousands of dollars like multiple people at the same time to pay for a ridiculous lavish lifestyle like it's really wild i'm gonna leave it there because i don't want physically to like physically so, so like basic 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 things? basic tinder in other words yeah i, I don't want to yeah. i don't want to say anymore wow. just just know that this person was living like a diamond billionaire and he actually was a, a worthless piece of shit who was literally just conning people and it was fucking crazy it was really wild all right that'll be a movie that'll it'll be, be, a movie. It'll if be you think a movie. it's too yeah. long all those people at home they're like oh the irishman's too long part a part b there's a very clear dividing line of when it turns into part b when they go to the journalists that's part b go ahead watch it in two nights if you need but it is fantastic i highly recommend it that's it nice cool all right people thank you so much for joining our episode about uncharted we'll see you for something next week batman in two weeks can't wait to see what we do next Ooh. week guys good seeing you film fans see you next time <laughs> nice Jeez. Tell Lily we said hi, John. Mm. Hey, Lily. <laughs> <laughs>